Hey guys, welcome back to Clownfish TV. This is Neon. I am not here with Geeky Sparkles. She's sitting this one out because she really doesn't care that much about D&D. But I'm going to talk about D&D and how ironic it is. How ironic it is that Stranger Things Series 4, in particular, uh, focused on D&D players being demonized by society and how wrong that was. But the current audience for D&D totally demonizes classic D&D players. Very ironic. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how they're trying to cash in on nostalgia while simultaneously uh, scraping the OG fans off the bottom of their boots. So before we get into it any further, please subscribe for more pop culture news, views, and rants. Guys, over 269,000 subs. Thank you so much for the support. We do talk about tabletop, not as much as we used to. Um, we talk about on occasion in relation to uh, a D and D, and you know, Stranger Things has definitely helped push D and uh, to the top of the pile again. And uh, lots of new players picking up D and D for the very first time. And it's very curious. I love this tweet from uh, Yum DM. Uh, publishing a D&D zine, I'll have to check that out, saying that there's a certain sense of irony that those getting into D&D from watching Stranger Things are getting into it by watching kids play the old school version of Dungeons and Dragons, but they'll probably end up playing 5e, a vastly different game. Yes, that's entirely true. The D&D that you're watching Will and Mike and Dustin play, it's not the same D&D that we played, that I played growing up. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, the original Gygax-approved D&D. It's not AD&D. Um, you know, they're going to be playing 5e, which is very different, very watered down. And I, I personally do not care for it. I tried to get the kids into it. They didn't really care for it too much. Uh, I definitely like uh, OSR. But anyway, it's interesting that we have this going on because... Right now, Wizards of the Coast and supporters of Wizards of the Coast seem to be demonizing original D&D. You know, every time you turn around, D&D, Wizards of the Coast, removes problematic lore in regards to monsters and race and all this other stuff, right? So this is last year. They're, you know, changing monsters and descriptions of monsters because they don't want monsters to be bad guys because we're not bad guys. Apparently the beholder is going to open a coffee shop or some shit. I don't know what they're going to do. But then like as of today, and Geeky sent this over, uh, WizKids is going to develop classic collection, uh, a classic collection of monsters from the original monsters manual, right? I mean, this is insane, including the beholder because they know nostalgia sells. So they're going to say, hey, these monsters are problematic, but we're going to sell you merchandise of these problematic monsters from, you know, uh, AD&D and D&D, and the classic monsters. I mean, this isn't the first time that this has happened. It keeps happening. They keep bringing back, you know, uh, other campaign worlds like Spelljammer and Dragonlance. In the case of both of these, I did a video before, the original creators, even though there might not be a legal obligation to reach out to them, the original creators of these campaign worlds had no idea that Wizards was even thinking about bringing these campaign settings back. And we, we see what they did with Ravenloft. Uh, Ravenloft is absolutely ridiculous. It has a stake put through its heart. And uh, I guarantee you that Spelljammer and Dragonlance are going to be weak sauce compared to the originals as well. I'm you know, looking at the art and as pretty as it is, it, it, does, seem, uh, it does seem to appeal probably more to the uh, new 
new breed of players. Um, very interesting. But uh, yeah, let's talk about the satanic panic because that was a real thing. I remember living through it. And I was, you know, pretty young when it first started. But I mean, God, they had a movie, a made-for-TV movie on TV. Obviously, it was made-for-TV featuring Tom Hanks playing Mazes and Monsters, which was the non-copyright infringing versions of Dungeons and Dragons. And he was so enamored with the game that he was going to go kill himself. Because that's what this game does. It makes you want to go kill yourself. And I remember there being, you know, like chick tracks out about it. And they did the same thing with Harry Potter too, you know. But uh, D&D players were absolutely demonized by the media. Um, it's hard to believe now. But it, it was definitely a thing. Dungeons and Dragons and heavy metal music and, uh, you know, comic books to a certain degree. But definitely D&D was... The thing, because a lot of uh, Puritans believe that if you played these role-playing games, you were going to summon portals to hell or something if you play as a wizard character. And, and since some of the, the adversaries are, you know, spectral or demonic in origin, and you don't need to use those, by the way, you don't need to use those monsters, um, you know, it, it just kind of, people's imaginations got away from them. And most of the people who demonized the game never actually played the game. And it's, weirdly enough, most of the people who worked on the original version of Dungeons and Dragons were actually Christians. Uh, and in fact, it was inspired by Tolkien and Tolkien was a devout Catholic. So <laughs> just saying this was a thing and uh, Polygon did an article on it. I'm going to look through this. Uh, the satanic panic. And it's so weird because now people are like, yes, you know, thank God Dungeons and Dragons. Well, not thank God, but Dungeons and Dragons stuck it to the Christians. You know, D&D, &D, yes. Yeah, we hate Christians too. Let's stick it to the Christians. Polygon has written numerous hit pieces on D&D &D players and problematic elements from D&D. &D. And they actually sound uh, as censor happy as the evangelical Christians that they're demonizing, you know, just a couple of years ago, again, coming from Polygon. Now this is a different writer, but we've got wizards of the coast is addressing racist stereotypes in D and D it's problematic. Uh, D and D retcons one of its most problematic characters, um, problematic characters. Um, we've got D and D will change to address racism, but someone has already done the work. We have a whole new zine out there. A whole new zine out there talking about all the the racism and the misogyny in Dungeons and Dragons. So it's still censorship. It's still a panic. It's just a progressive panic instead of a satanic panic. It's still the same thing. You know, D and D players are still being demonized. In fact, I would say D and D players are being demonized uh, worse now than they ever have been. Um, I was appalled to see a year or two ago Ernie Gygax get dragged on social media because he went on uh, a podcast and he gave his opinions, very, very mild opinions on the state of tabletop gaming and some of the gamers um, and some of these rules that, you know, addressing the sexism and the homophobia and the racism and all that in, in tabletop. And he got dragged. Uh, and this is the son of the man who created Dungeons and Dragons. And there have been attempts to wipe the Gygaxes completely um, off the board. Like I've seen numerous message boards where they've tried to denounce Gary Gygax because they didn't like his politics. So stupid. So for the media now to be like, yeah, D&D players have always been demonized. I'm like, you've been demonizing this game and these players for the last couple of years, at least the last five or six years now. 
So you're really in no position, no position whatsoever to defend D&D players now, because I guarantee you, if Eddie were on social media uh, right now talking about old school D&D, I, I think they absolutely be like, look at this dinosaur. Look at this toxic white man uh, trying to tell other people how to play D&D. Gosh, he's horrible. He's absolutely horrible. Maybe you wouldn't chase him into the woods per se, but you'd uh, definitely uh, make sure he was quarantined on social media, make sure he knew his place. Uh, you people would absolutely, absolutely uh, demonize uh, Eddie. Um, so I just think it's so funny now. Everybody's like, yeah, remember how D&D players used to be, they used to be demonized? I mean, look at this article. Anyone familiar with the game would know that this was all make-believe fantasy fiction stuff, right? Just like the monsters, just like the races, just like all this other stuff. It's make-believe, right? Orcs are pretend. They don't actually exist. So, I mean, this, yeah, is, is Satan a character in D&D? He can be. Are demons in D&D? They can be. You don't have to play them. You don't have to use them. It's all, you know, uh, you don't have to have... If if you are concerned about your soul playing D&D, you don't even have to use wizards. You could just be like, we're just playing with paladins, clerics, and, and knights. We're not even... And warriors. We're not even going to use thieves because thieving thievery is bad. We're going to be good, good players. Um... Yeah, it's just, it's so ridiculous. And to see Polygon now, especially, and again, this is another writer. Um, you know, this is another writer. But to see Polygon now defending D&D players that were unfairly demonized when Polygon has been kind of leading the charge for demonizing players for being racists and homophobes and all those things, transphobes and D&D is not inclusive enough and yada, yada, yada. But gosh, remember when the Christians used to unfairly attack D&D players? Bullies on pulpits? Bullies on pulpits! Yeah, pulpits like these these uh, media outlets that have been attacking D&D players the last five or six years. Um, you know, the pulpits like Twitter that have been attacking uh, people that sided with Ernie Gygax. I mean, come the fuck on. I, I, I'd said to Geeky when we watched Stranger Things 4 and this happened, I'm like, oh my God. This is so ironic because the players that they've cultivated now uh, would definitely dogpile Eddie for sure. So anyway, I'm going to wrap this one up. Uh, please subscribe for more pop culture news, views, and rants, guys. We'll talk later. Now he's just tasty, delicious, rotten flesh meat, which I can consume. Don't read into it too much. Just like our museum, the cafe, it's open to brute through eager to serve. I don't think this was in the show. Run, 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 run. Oh, you got splatted. No. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh she was begging and what? you kicked her in the face. I don't care. Hey, guys, Squid King here. And today we're in a... Not girl boss, not girl boss at all. She is not a material girl. She is not. Oh, it's Christmas time here in your mom. Nobody wants to join your mom. What? Like I can't even cook kid cuisine right. I would last about two minutes with Gordon Ramsay. What? Where is he? He's hiding. He's hiding from you. He better. Oh my God, you got the axe. Walker, does this look like Steven Universe? Let me punch him. Well, I'm just here for the wax. Get in the dirt. Well, that was a combination of events I probably shouldn't have put together. Anyways, let's open this bottle too. Chica Pinata. Is that official? Oh, 
No. Where's the bootleg? Hello. Hey guys, it's Diamond Tool. Let's make a farm. Like and subscribe and buy my merch. I mean, while you're here, you guys should like really like and subscribe and buy our merch, all of which we have. <laughs> that is true. You can't run and carrying trash. And you can get away with one F-bomb per PG-13 movie. Oh, I wish I'd yeah. known that sooner. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna wrap this effer up. Yes. <laughs>